0: Jason. Some say that you're a coffin's reckoning. Welcome to Granny's PhD, episode 54. I'm Bane, and with me as always is Jason. Jason, how are you this evening?
1: I'm, I'm okay. I'm here so I can talk to you, Bane, about Dark Knight
0: Rises. And I'm going to just cut that because I'm sure some people are going to get sick of that quickly. Thank you for joining us at episode 54 of Brandy's Peach Tea. Uh Back in our regular home of Wednesday nights at 8.30-ish this time because, yeah. truth be told, Spectrum kind of screwed up my Wi-Fi for a little while. But we're here, and we're super excited to hit the ground running with the stuff that we got ready to go. Yeah. So if you can tell, obviously, by now, our movie of the week is The Dark Knight Rises as we continue our Batman rewatch. and. We've got one more. This is it. it. Next week is the Batman.
1: I can't believe it. I I can't believe we are about to cover a new Batman on this show. Uh, no. And I'm I'm still I'm still torn, man. I'm still torn because I there are things I see and I hear and that I like, and there are things I see and hear, and I'm like, I don't know. And and you know me, I'm a finicky guy. I'm a picky guy with my Batman. So <laughs> you know. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see it and talk about it next week.
0: Uh, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh we're dude, we're gonna see it in less than a week. Yeah, yeah. Me and I know. You, like, gonna, me, you and Tim are gonna go see it in less than a week. We are seeing it Tuesday night at the fan uh the IMAX fan event. Right. It's crazy. I'm 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 super excited. Yeah, no, me too. Um but, all right, but uh to kick it off though, we'll oh well, sorry, but we do have the Dark Knight Rises, that's our movie, and we have uh the return of Superman and Lois, and mm-hmm. we also had the return of Naomi. Uh no streaming show this week, but it's all good, baby. All good. Um Jason, what do you got for us this week for unhassling the Hoff? Because I know you were it's... you were chomping at the bit to talk about Baywatch Nights. I was, I was,
1: I was. I'm so sorry. I thought I had my bizarro action figure that I put aside, and he's not here. But uh, guys, everyone, any anyone who has been listening to me ramble on about Baywatch Nights, and like, why? What the hell is the whole point? People have asked me this. Friends of mine have asked me this. What the hell's the whole point? Here's the point, guys. It gets crazy. It literally becomes an X Files like ripoff. Like, it, it, it there are ghosts and monsters, and they completely redo the theme, and they get rid of, uh, they they get rid of the the, the singer, and they get rid of the cop, and and literally this episode is Mitch and the photographer going under the uh, like in the ocean where there's a wreck to save people stuck on the underwater wreck and fight sea
0: monsters. Okay. That's enough. Yes! That's enough. <laughs> there was sea monsters in this. Jason, is there a chance we went too far with this this whole this whole uh this whole shtick? Uh,
1: I gotta say that I'm scared. And I'm scared because I thought I thought I was I, I knew it was gonna get weird and I thought it was gonna progressively get weird, but now I am so committed and it got weird so fast. And I still got a season of this left that I have to watch that I've committed to. So, oh uh, yeah, I'm afraid. And um, this, uh, maybe my penance is to watch the worst of it. it this wasn't on Hassling the Hoff. This was punishing the fish for hassling the Hoff to begin with.
0: Wow. I like that. That's actually, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. it's, part it's of my, the show.
1: It's my documentary. Uh,
0: we'll be filming it soon. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we uh, we'll we'll get through that uh, second season of Baywatch Nights as time goes on, Uh, but yeah, we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, Let's do it. So we got Superman and Lois that uh, returned this week, season two, episode five, from its two week hiatus uh, for whatever reason that was. Um, Weird. But yeah, so things picked up uh, pretty quickly with uh, Lana's husband. Her secret, the secret is out. I, I keep yeah. forgetting this guy's name, but his, apparently the husband's secret's out because the last time we saw them, the uh, there was a big concern that he was, like, cheating and that the uh, her uh, political opponent that's running for mayor was going to use that to expose them. And, um, yeah, it kind of comes out in a weird, different way that we I didn't personally see coming. And we also they also solidified that Lana did not know about it, or at least yes, yes. it appears that way. Because Who knows? Because this show does keep us on our toes it does. with misdirects. They are pretty good with that.
1: But she did but but again, she does have that moment like, wait, the bartender, you said you were going out to, to blow off some steam. Like so it would be hard. I, I'm not saying they couldn't, it couldn't be a misdirect, but yeah, they would have to do some pretty good writing to to have that be it. Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh but yeah, so Lana finds out because the daughter finds out because they overhears uh, her father talking to the woman, the bartender, outside. They don't really say anything like the script, but it's just like, you kind of obviously know something's up, but it's pretty thing. Uh, and it's like at her 15th birthday party.
1: Yeah, yeah which, or
0: Quintanera. Yeah, you know, a Quintanera. And, yeah, it looked yeah. pretty cool, like everyone was having a good time, and literally everyone in the town except um, jo- uh, no Jonathan's girlfriend seemed like was invited. I mean, yeah. even <laughs> Lois's co-worker was there. Yeah. Like, and they... Where's the they connection actually, there?
1: And they actually had a moment where she was like, "Oh, Jonathan, sorry, we couldn't. Sorry, we couldn't invite your girlfriend. Like, we had just, we had so many people here. Like, she actually does not mention it, so it must yeah. have been like that. Must have been a purposeful choice.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah, absolutely. She was like, screw her. I don't want her here because like I, <laughs> I was like, okay, that was weird that they brought that up, but then suddenly like you see, uh, Lois's like coworker there. And I'm like, all right, so she was obviously bullshitting about that. Uh, We get another storyline, too. So the uh, Kent brothers are dealing with some stuff where uh, last we saw them, um, Jordan was going to get trained by General Lane, Mm -hmm. Um, which I also find kind of weird because it's like, what does General Lane know about having Superman's powers?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think I think he's just training him in general, like You're like combat like, training, right? Yeah, like, like military. Yeah, yeah, military training. Like e- even if it's not fight, but like if you remember when uh, when he called, the whole reason this got started was because he used his powers stupidly. So yeah. maybe it's just like here's how to fight. Here's how to know when to use your powers. Here's how to be aware of your your surroundings. Like that's kind of what I assume it is.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, there are other there are seems to be DC heroes that need to mind their surroundings. Yeah, right. (laughs) As we learned, uh, as we were reminded two weeks ago with Bruce Wayne and uh, (laughs) Ron.
1: No, no, y'all surroundings. That's a terrible, terrible impression.
0: (laughs) But pretty much, so then, like, it looks like uh, Jonathan gets wind of this. Like, he goes to the training and he shows up. Like, yeah, you can kind of help me out because he wants to get trained, and then he. Juices up with the yeah, color, yeah,
1: and, and he pretends to has have, have powers, like and and he's even called on it out on it later, and he's like, oh, you got powers now, and he's like, yeah, but let's keep it a secret. So it's interesting, it out of character, I thought, but I mean, I guess this is they're going with the the allegory for drug use here and, and drug addiction. So you know, I'm, I'm into
0: it. Yeah, you no, know, I I enjoy it too, and and you're right, it did seem like it was a little bit out of character, but you know, he's. You know, obviously dealing with like some insecurities that appears like, right. from being on the football team, and that kid was juicing up, and that's why he did is he was stealing the spot as the as the school quarterback. Right. And then now, like with his brother, it's just like, oh, you're the brother without powers. But right, you know, right, exactly. But uh, yeah, he kicks his ass though. I mean, like Jonathan whoops Jordan's ass eventually, and he keeps on like rubbing his face in it, like. You know, I'm the better. I'm just better. Like you, you're gonna need to learn to deal with it. Meanwhile, this kid can freaking like laser eye your face off in two seconds if he really wanted to. <laughs> right? Exactly. Lucky you're not dealing with like Homelander right now because he can instantly <laughs> just like, he would just kill you, dude.
1: But but you know why he doesn't? Because he chooses not to, and that is why. If we said who would win in a fight, the brother with no powers or juiced up powers, or the brother with legitimate powers. You you couldn't say the brother with legitimate powers. And that is the crux of my Batman versus Superman fight. So uh-huh. I just wanted to reinforce it with Superman's sons
0: right here. Well done, sir. Well Thank done.
1: You. Thank you. Um,
0: <laughs> so then we see that we also learn more about Allie. She, she's the woman who was like ahead of the uh, inverse theory thing. And she was like yes. telling people that they were going to ascend. But then we it starts off with a flashback of her in Metropolis in like 1979. As a child, it turns like the the necklace that was around Bizarro that they really haven't addressed yet. She has it or has one of the two because there has to be two of them. Because in this episode, too, we learn later on that Bizarro had one, lost it in the fight in the previous episode that was captured by the DOD. But then we also see Ali has one as well.
1: Yeah, right, right. So there must be
0: two of them. And that's where we learned a lot more about the inverse and that maybe this woman, Allie, isn't just some bonkers person who's like doing crazy shit with people. Like she's teaching people about their shadow self. And there's a lot of that stuff that's mentioned. Right. Which which. I think it's
1: super interesting because it's that is a whole thing in psychology of like, you know, there's yourself and your shadow self. The shadow self is does what pretty much it's your what what you want to do, but don't because of morality. You know what I mean? So I thought that was cool. But they're literally saying like, no, she transports you to a world where there is a doppelganger of you that is kind of your shadow. And so, because she's this, like, psychologist cult leader, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool uh sort of double coding there.
0: Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all, that she had something to do with it. And then yeah, we see that she apparently, like, seems to be part of the reason that Bizarro is there. Because then Bizarro ends at the end of the episode. We'll jump to that quickly, because I think the, the standout moment was the fight between Superman and Bizarro. Yeah, it was which good. Which is incredible. Um but the end, the the thing we find out at the end, though, because like Bizarro, well, whatever. Actually, let's talk about the fight then. The fight is it's a fantastic fight. They're knocking the shit out of each other, through all over the place, and then Superman ends up like bringing him back to like the mining tunnel. And I'm I'm assuming that was Armin's kryptonite because they don't really say what that is. They don't. It, they don't, it appears yeah, like that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, and so he uh, like Superman ends up taking the Armin's kryptonite and knocking out Bizarro. And taking him to the Fortress of Solitude, so like his the um, the his, the spirit of like the mind of his mother is the one uh, the consciousness is working yes. on him and ends up decoding him where now they can understand because Bizarro speaks and not like backwards talk. He's right, speaking just, some other language.
1: It's a language that they don't they don't understand, which I think is cool again because yeah. you know if it was backwards talk, I'd be like uh, not the place for it, but no. No, and he's. I think they even say he's from another, or mm-hmm. they assume he's from another uh, multiverse. I think Clark even says because there's like in the beginning of the episode, Lois comes in on him, apparently Bizarro, apparently killing someone, and he says something to her and flies off. And Clark is like, "Well, maybe in his universe, he's married to a Lois." So, yeah. Uh, so I think that's cool that they're kind of laying the groundwork for this multiverse where from where he comes from.
0: No, for sure. And then we find out that in that multiverse that Bizarro was from, that Ali has, like, taken over the world. Yes. And she's totally in charge, and she's, like, ruined everything. And Bizarro is here. To, which, by the way, they, like, ref- they drop the name Bizarro. They don't call him straight out Bizarro. But they mention, like, um they mention Bizarro, like, two or three times. And so you get there. They might not literally dub him Bizarro, but we all get it, and you've done yeah. enough with it. And it's that's the fine. way to do it.
1: That's the yeah. way to do it. Calling him Bizarro would be stupid.
0: I I, I agree, unless there's, like, something... Yeah, because they even refer to him as Clark. Yes. You know, no, Kal-El. They call him, sorry, they call <laughs> him Kal-El. Kal-El, yeah. In the Fortress of Solitude. And he pretty much tells them, listen, I'm here to save your planet and my own planet because this woman's going to take over and, like, destroy your entire planet. So now, for the second season in a row, we kind of got somebody coming from another multiverse... Yeah. <laughs> you know, that we're there and shit got destroyed, and now they're trying to save this one, uh, Earth Prime, that we're in. So interesting but
1: stuff. I think it's super cool that it's Bizarro. Like, because again, yeah. like, talk about uh, misdirection. We all kind of assumed Bizarro was going to be a villain. I don't even, I don't think any, I don't think there was ever a conversation that we had that maybe he was a good guy. No. It, it was me, it was the, I think the best was maybe he just doesn't know what he's doing here, but the fact that he's, Actively, according to him, and I, and I do believe him, yeah. uh, actively trying to save his world and Clark's. I think that's a really interesting misdirect and cool turn because Bizarre Bizar- is not a guy that we equate with heroism for the most no. part in the comic.
0: Yeah, no, he's just kind of like he's a very goofy character, yeah, for the most part, you know, kind of like a, a, a running joke and everything. But I, I think they're doing a good job with, like, you know changing him for the tone of this show
1: Agreed. to
0: make him fit in. I think he looks cool also and the backwards S is there, the signature one which is which is nice to see that they kept mm-hmm. that intact. Uh, but I think they're doing a good job with it. I'm curious to see more about Allie and where she, how much does she know about what she's doing with this inverse method because there's a scene where she goes in and drugs Lois' partner and sends her there and she yeah. describes the whole experience there. That's how we know about it. Yeah, exactly. uh,
1: Because she says, you know, it was, what was it? She was in charge and Mm -hmm. everything was, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she pretty much describes it as a hellscape, you know? And that's why she's like, you know, yeah, that's scary. Like we've got to do something.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, they're doing, they're doing a a damn good job as we always, we seem to like what they're doing with the show. Yeah. Again, if you're joining us for the first time, if you like Superman and you haven't checked out Superman and Lois, you should definitely jump on board now because you're not too far behind. Season one mm-hmm. was only like 15 episodes. You obviously have to see episode yeah. five of this one. Jump on board because you are definitely missing out. This is this, this show is pretty kick-ass.
1: And as I always say again, even if you're not a Superman person, because I'm not a Superman person, mm-hmm. but you like DC and you like uh, you know, you like these characters and you 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 wanna see something with Superman in it that is interesting. This is also a good watch because again, I'm not a Superman guy, but this yeah, I love this. I look forward to watching this every
0: week. No, me too. I genuinely like get excited for it. So good stuff. Um, all right. Any other CW show that came back this week was uh Naomi season one, also episode five, which I kind of like what CW is doing where they're pairing the shows up so they'll run you know alongside yeah. each other and then they kind of like end together. And I think that's cool. And, and put in it now that it also makes sense that Naomi is a, a new show so it makes sense that it would follow Superman and Lois cuz that's right. like their most popular hit now. I mean, I'm not sure rating-wise, rating-wise if Flash does better or not cuz I know they were doing really well, but I don't know, Superman and Lois is the damn best show that CW has. Yeah, for sure. I,
1: I, well, the, I'm I'm surprised the Flash still beats it everything in ratings.
0: Uh last I I read that was the case. I don't what know I? if that was the case last season, but um Yeah, well, we also know Naomi has a link to Superman. Right, right, right. We did get another taste for in this episode. Um, The episode overall, the standout moment for me is so... It happens in the first three minutes of the the episode. Is Naomi saying how she doesn't like mint chocolate chip. (laughs) And how it tastes like toothpaste. (laughs) Yes. Jason, I've been saying that my entire life. I despise mint chocolate chip. (sighs)
1: You and my wife, man. You and my wife. I like mint chocolate chip,
0: but I also like the taste of toothpaste, too. So. Oh, I mean, then I, I I got nothing to say. That's it. I, I, mean. <laughs> I, just, I love chocolate, you know, probably more than most people. I just, I, I can't get on board with that. But, uh, yeah, so it opens up with a flashback seven years ago. I'm sorry, seven months ago, right? I think it was yeah. seven months ago.
1: I think it said seven months ago, yeah. Yeah, seven
0: months ago where they're on their first date because she just got back with her Ex-boyfriend, but it doesn't seem like they were dating that long. It's yeah. yeah. I thought it was I thought there was more history to them than than we found out in this episode. But either way, I thought that was actually pretty cool. And then also they were bonding over a scene in The Matrix. where Morpheus is talking as they went to like a drive and that. Yeah, I kind of dug that. Um, but throughout the episode, Naomi's dealing with stuff with her uh, relationship stuff with her new boyfriend, and he's just pretty much saying throughout the episode. You know, I want you to talk to me about these kind of things, like you don't tell me stuff. And plus to answer the big question, why the hell did you break up in the first place? Because that never gets answered. And that's actually something I'm kind of interested in knowing now. Because doesn't she
1: answer it at the end? I mean, it's it's not a real answer, but doesn't she answer? Oh, it like she's she...
0: Side, it's a sidestep answer. Like, she doesn't really give a legit answer. Okay. She's, yeah, whatever. Um, but the big, the big things in this episode, though, is I, I it's funny because I watch this show now and I think of your term for them, the Scooby Gang. The
1: Scooby Gang. Yeah, that's exactly who they are. Yeah,
0: because Naomi and her friends little legitimately do that. I'm waiting every episode for them to pull someone's face mask off. And I would have gotten away with it. one must be damn meddling kids?
1: Look, I, I, there better be a, a, an alien pet on all fours that can talk like Scooby Doo, and then forget about it. This show's the best ever. If that happens. <laughs>
0: Listen. In some ways, DC might not be far off because, like during the week, I don't know if you've noticed, but that news drop that I shared on our Facebook page that they greenlit, or they at least in development, is a Wonder Twins movie.
1: Oh, yeah, I did see that.
0: If they don't turn into water in a bucket, and and like and I'm like I'm an ape?
1: Yeah, yeah. I want a bucket water and ape to throw it. Like that's. <laughs> um, what if what if the Wonder Twins always had the crappy one? You know, it's like four of. A bucket of water, form of a super strong ape to throw the bucket of water and then kick ass otherwise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what the hell's up with that. You know, we're talking shit, but I bet you they might actually come up with a cool way to make it work. And then we'll be like, we're going to actually review this and say, you know, something we we kind of, it's okay.
1: Well, I, you know what, though, you know, I I hope it's a Zack Snyder joint where it's seven hours and it's all in slow motion. (laughs) Oh my God. And, and like the 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 Wonder Twins of bleak backstory, <laughs>
0: I actually want that now. Yeah, uh,
1: right, right. Uh, Twin powers activate. If we slow have motion, to, if we have to, <laughs> slow motion punch to the screen.
0: <laughs> uh, so, either way, the Scooby Gang pretty much goes to a leadership camp like the leaders oh well jason God. i wanted to ask you about this because when we were in high school oh together, shit i did you go did go to- i we thought did- i remembered this no i didn't go to that <laughs> no i did i went to that right you yeah, went to that I did yeah go to that.
1: yeah
0: and i was like wait <laughs> a second who the hell went from our school because i remember there was one of these i'm That's like how i it? forgot about that wasn't it in like um Shit, Tennessee
1: oh, or some God. shit, like Nashville or something. No, no, no. All right, no. So I went to. So I actually did a bunch of traveling for this school, which is weird. But yeah. no, I I went to Memphis, Tennessee.
0: Memphis, but but is.
1: that wasn't the leadership thing. Oh, that was okay. we we were going to represent the school, which they, the the school still has these these like conferences because our school was uh like a a different kind of new vision school uh you know so it had a whole different thing so they they have conferences every year so that was the the Memphis thing but I had gone to and I don't remember what it was called but it was like upstate New York with a bunch of people for the school leadership um and no this was nothing like that man okay I did two things there I did three things there do you remember Tariq yeah of course so, like, Tariq and I bonded and played Othello for, like, an hour. That nice. was one thing I did, and that was awesome. That's my favorite part of the weekend. Uh-huh. Um, I did dishes because everyone <laughs> had to take turns doing dishes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and we did this rope thing where the whole point was you had to hold hands to get across the rope. Like, Interesting. And the whole leadership thing was like, hey, you've got to work together. It's not just about doing it by yourself.
0: And I'm glad, and you answered this perfectly because it was it was set up was I wanted to talk about how bad these kids are at the leadership part of it. It's <laughs> yeah, it's not good because I mean, listen, whatever they end up stumbling upon these, this uh alien that has these three alien rocks that seems to infect and hurt humans, gets them sick and all this other shit. Um, but it doesn't hurt Naomi, but she ends up like you know going ahead and and. You know, finds out that they're hiding, but then they cut. They keep cutting back to them doing these team building exercises, and they always suck at them.
1: Yeah, I, I. This is. I think this team needs some team building exercises for <laughs> they real. Do. They need to not go and do Scooby Gang stuff. They need to actually get the lessons imparted in the team, the team building. And, I, and actually, I'm lying. The, the, the most important thing I, I took from that, that, that weekend I was away, and this is actually something I use all the time in my life, I can't believe I didn't think about it, was they taught me how to listen mm-hmm. and then repeat what I think I just heard to make sure I understood. And I literally do that in every goddamn conversation unless I'm drunk. Then I'm not listening to you at all. And I'm just talking for the sake of talking. But every other time, I will do that. I'll listen and I'll repeat back to make sure I understood it, and then we will move on. And I think
0: that's a good—that's a good lesson to learn because it's you know a, we. Yeah, it helps you out in life.
1: It's a great skill. It's a great lesson to learn. None of these fucking kids learn that. All these kids learned was how to Scooby around and look for aliens. And, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I have to admit, I'm—I'm I'm not really liking this show.
0: I, I was going to say my criticism of this show, I think, before we get to the actually kind of cool stuff, was even though I, I just admitted that I am curious to know why they broke up like, mm-hmm. for real, but I don't know why. That, I think it's because this show is like what I envisioned a CW show to be that wasn't related to the DC universe. Yes, that is, a teen is exactly drama, what it is. A teen high school drama. And that's it. exactly
1: what it is. That's exactly what it is, except she has superpowers.
0: And do you think they're being... Because you get... I, I can see... I think we we, just, we nailed this from, from episode one. <clears throat> we knew this was going to be a slow burn because they set it up. Do you think they're being too vague with these clues or maybe dragging certain things? Because I feel like they really don't give you enough to really hook you in all the time.
1: Yeah, I if if there is a larger plan... Yeah, and I have no reason to believe there isn't so because I don't think this is sloppily written, I don't like it, but I don't think it's poorly written. No, I want to be clear. Uh, so if they've got a plan and they're kind of like letting it unfurl slowly, it's too slow. I because I don't care yeah. at this point. Like, I've got what do we we're five episodes in, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a six episode rule. Like, I'll watch, I, even if I'm not liking something, if I feel that there's something there. I'll give it six episodes, but I'm still watching this. Going, I don't, I don't really care. Like, I don't, I, I don't love teen stuff, teen high school stuff. And this is my own personal bias because I work in a high school with. I don't teens. blame you. I don't blame you. And and it's not even that like it reminds me of work. It doesn't actually because none of these kids sound <laughs> no. or look or do anything like real teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is what I don't like about it. But you're right. This is like a CW show for you know, like a teen thing, and and maybe they're trying. What they're trying to do is say, okay, we have this audience of superhero nerds. We have this audience of teens who like these teen shows, and let's marry it together. Yeah. And I'm not going to begrudge them that, but I don't like it.
0: No, <laughs> and I, guess I, that's I, where I stand. Think, yeah, I, I just think maybe there's a chance that we're. Not necessarily, maybe just in the demographic. No, that's and yeah, that's what they're I'm saying, they're, huh? they're aiming for. But we're covering it because it does fall under our preview. Yep. I'm but not whatever. the audience for this. I'm. Mean, it's yeah.
1: not. It's not badly done. It's not badly written. It's not badly acted. There's nothing I could point out to say this is terrible. It, but it's not for me. That that's all I can say.
0: Yeah. Again, that's. As we as we learned two nights ago, there's certain there's worse things we could have watched. What? <laughs> <laughs> <But,
1: laughs> and, and, and again, and, I'm so sorry. And,
0: and and hold on. And in Jason's defense, because <laughs> right, we're referring to uh, the movie last movie we covered on Double O Deep Dive, and we yeah. covered the 1967 <laughs> Casino, uh, Casino Royale. So if you haven't checked it, you can check that out and watch us watch me get really mad for like about a half an hour. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: I think Ed, you literally were like, I didn't take notes for this movie. And I was like, okay. And you're like, I didn't want to take notes for this movie. And I was like,
0: all right, man, that's cool. I, I was trying to have as much fun with it as I could. But, yeah, you can see that. But we also covered worse shit on this show. I mean, we did The Amazing Spider-Man too. We did The Amazing Spider-Man. We did Batman and Robin not too long ago. So, whatever. It was, listen, good with the bad. Yeah, that's um, it. That's it. But I think the cool shit from this episode, though, to say the truth, besides, like, there's a thing where the uh, – the McDuffies, who are Naomi's parents, they're covering up because the that DOD got a hold of uh, her rock where she landed yes, on Earth on yeah. itself. So that was cool, but they obviously find that at the end. Because I'm also wondering, like, where's the security cameras in this place? And, of course, at the end, the guy checks the footage. Colonel Steele or General Steele, whatever his name is, ends up finding out. So there's that. But I actually thought the most interesting thing was D... And the gentleman from the car dealership whose I name... I
1: thought that was cool, too.
0: Yeah, so we found out that they they go ahead and they, they have a pact. And they had a working relationship. And they also were like, hey, we need to chase down this bounty hunter. And then they refer to things in D's past that maybe he's softened up now. That maybe he was like kind of ruthless at one point. But D also mentioned that he fought alongside Superman. Yeah. At some point. But they also talk about... They mentioned the Phantom Zone.
1: They do because that's episode, what they, they, that's what they send the bounty, the the bounty
0: hunter, right? They send him to the Phantom yeah. Zone. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, we're gonna, I mean, they're gonna confirm eventually that, that Superman sighting in the first episode was legit. And uh, I mean, unfortunately, that's not supposed to be Tyler Hodgkin, but we're gonna get another Superman. Which I'm which fine. Will, which no, fine. Which, which I'm fine with. Whatever. If you're gonna insist on doing it again, just do it good. That's yeah. Good. I mean. Could get another good one. Um. But yeah, but then also that he the bounty hunter has a list that he has on him, and they capture it. And on that list is the woman that D referred to, recently that he left the Earth for. So she's she's on the shit list, and you can tell his reaction. Where I think there's, I mean, they're obviously going to follow up with that more. Yeah, that's what that's that's what hooked me in, in this episode. Yeah, no, that was cool stuff. I mean, I, I again, I don't
1: I don't hate any of this. It's just not for me. I I like. Uh, I like the guy who owns a car dealership. I, I'm really interested to see if this Thanagarian that that's that's what they're called, right? The Hawk yeah. people mm-hmm. is Hawkman, which I do suspect. I I, I do suspect this is going to be like our version of Hawkman because I I don't. It's not going to be like. You know the. I, I think they're doing something different with the the DC here. So like I, I think eventually we we'll get Superman too, and it's going to be a, a different take on Superman. So th- there are things I'm interested in, but I just it's so teenagery, and that, that's what gets me. And I, I, I don't know, like it takes me out too when I when they have these moments of when they're talking and they're using like teenage slang. <laughs> Like
0: yeah, that's great. Yeah,
1: it takes me right out of it. I, I don't. I don't know. It's not even because it's wrong. It's not. But it just it. It feels written enforced. Unless like unless like, like unless it's authentic, teenage slang or slang feels written enforced to me. I, I don't know.
0: We're going to get a special teenage correspondent who watches the show and then we're going to have them come on and talk about Naomi with us. <laughs> I
1: look please and I I want I want this person to tell me exactly why I'm wrong in every way. You know what I mean? They can tell me exactly why I've lost touch and why I'm old. I'm in <laughs>
0: for it. <laughs> oh boy, that's good. Um all right, so then uh with no streaming uh, service thing, uh, we're going to continue our Batman rewatch and we get to our
1: before we do that, can I show you? I, un, I I dug this up, my Moon Knight action figure. Oh, that's ready cool. for Good the year. Moon Knight show. Okay, comics accurate. I was because I have some time off this week, so I've been going through my action figures and dusting them off and redoing some stuff. So I just nice. wanted to show that one. All
0: right, no, that looks pretty cool. Actually, that's a little, that seems a little bit different from the one that we're getting on uh, on the show. So but I like it is, that yeah.
1: one. Yeah, but it's cool. I like it. It's it's that's more com cool. it's comic book. That's what it is.
0: All right, so yeah, we'll get to that, so we continue our Batman rewatch, and we are up to uh, the ending of the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy with The Dark Knight Rises. And uh, we got a, a, someone who's going to be joining us, yeah. who absolutely adores this film and loves talking about it every chance he gets, Tim Tavala. So, well, um, you, no? <laughs> well, <that made> me? Me? Oh, that ain't me. Wait, what, up, what, what the hell is Naomi?
1: New, <laughs> you ask that every episode that you're on, by the way, I, and
0: every, and, and, no, and, no, and nobody answered me. What is? No, I told what you it? it's the it's the new CW show that they dropped. She's a she's a superhero, And they're just like yeah, yeah. DC. Oh, okay. Bye. Yeah, and she like her her link. She has a link to Superman because she's like a Superman. Like, uh, they call her Superman Stan in a way, and she like. Runs a the third most popular Superman site on her planet or whatever or her universe, and she's like obsessed with Superman. So, all right, whatever. There you go. Yeah. I actually I wanted to throw a question at you before you do the Batman thing, because I've been thinking I've been thinking about it like for two days, three days now. Okay. And I know we discussed it when we discussed uh, Spider-Man a couple weeks ago, but I'm gonna throw it out there again. Do you? I don't know. Let me put it this way. I don't think Tom Holland's Spider-Man, Peter Parker, had an Uncle Ben. No, they, he does reference. No, he never references. No. no, he never Uncle Ben. He just references something bad that happened that he couldn't stop. It never references Uncle Ben though. But does he it, in in doesn't uh, May say Uncle Ben at some point? No, I think she says your uncle. I'm pretty sure she does at some point. Yeah. But I know for a fact though that in the beginning of Spider-Man Far From Home that he has the suitcase that has Ben Parker's initials. Ah, the suitcase. Yeah. But, but how come it's never mentioned then? Because I think how, they kind of just really want to stay clear.
1: I'm yeah. talking about and the
0: third one. How come in the third one, when they're all talking about Uncle Ben die, he didn't throw out like, wow, all Uncle Bens are dead. Uncle Ben has to die in every universe. Well, I think what they do is they were specifically saying talking about moments that made them become Spider-Man, like that drove them to do it. That's was my interpretation of it, and that wasn't the moment for this Peter Parker. Like this, And technically, his Aunt May dying was his moment to really, you know, really, really become like Spider-Man. You know, if that makes sense. Like, man, Spider-Man. Like instead of like kind yeah. of being like the teenager, you know.
1: So I'll
0: go with it. No, it's a I've good question. Jen. That's actually no, no, a, a no. legit
1: question. I've read somewhere that uh, that these three movies are the Spider Man prequels. Like, this is how he becomes Spider Man. Like, we don't get the Uncle Ben origin story. We get this multi layered steps to how he becomes who he is. Well, so.
0: me, me and Jackson, we snuck into the ending, the ending of, uh, of the movie again, which was for the hell of it the other day. And I was sitting there watching. And I was like, you know, he never mentioned he never mentioned it once. I know in Civil War he says, you know, when the bad thing happened and you couldn't yeah. stop it. So that's why he does what he does. But I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I did forget about the suitcase part, though. The suitcase part was like a big highlight thing that people were highlight- spotting out when the trailer dropped. Yeah. And then in the movie you can see that. It's when, you know, he's packing to go to. I don't know, I, think, yeah. I think they just could have thrown a, a little tiny reference. Because he, he had to be young. May is young. He had to be like a yeah. young, you know. Yeah. And what happened to him? Did he get shot? Did he get stabbed? Did he fall from a building? Did he Did he go out
1: for a pack of cigarettes and never come home? Yeah. i yeah,
0: saying. So maybe he just left and never came back. We don't know. Well, what he says is though, he says when the bad things happen. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you the truth, I think his uncle Ben may have just kind of died and that was it. Oh like you know what it could have been anything. Literally could have been like cancer maybe, or something. Maybe or.
1: he died in the attack in New York.
0: They mentioned, I think they would have mentioned that. I mean, I, don't know. I think that I—I I, I, right. I mean, that would be interesting. All right, you're right. They would. I gotta believe it. that they would have mentioned that. That seems like something, that, and that would have been made a lot of sense. Well, no, it couldn't. It couldn't have because it had to have happened while he had his powers. Because he says you can't stop it. I couldn't stop it. Mm, right. Okay. So, so right along the lines of the other two Spider-Men who ignored the bank robber so who ends up killing Uncle Ben. <sighs> well, whatever.
1: I guess that's why we're getting like freshman Spider-Man freshman year, right? we're getting that show on uh Yeah, that's going to be Disney? an
0: animated an animated show for for Disney Plus. Um and I don't know how they're going to get into it though because I I'm sure they'll reference it, but I still don't think that's I think the driving point is Aunt May dying in this movie that really
1: catapults Oh yeah, that, that that's different. why I was questioning for only sure, because for sure.
0: She's the Uncle Ben. Yeah, pretty much. And that yeah. universe. Yeah, so I didn't know yeah. if there was really an Uncle Ben. All right, I get it. Yeah, my, my guess is they might Uncle it. Ben. Again, it could have been cancer, or it could have. I mean, who knows? He could have. It could have been anything. I'll um, roll with it. Okay. Were you here for that question, or do you here to talk about the movie too? <laughs> ah, I'll hang out for Dark Knight. I'll hang out. <laughs> oh, what <will> are you? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was here for that question, but I'll that's hang out. A, with that's it. Story. It's up to you, man. It, it, it's totally up to you. No, I'll stick. Um, I'll stick okay. to here. You guys defend this piece of shit. Uh, yeah, who said I, I, who said anything about defending anything? Yeah,
1: I I don't you guys I, I, love honestly... this
0: movie. Uh well I guess we'll talk about it. Let's find <laughs> let I, I, out I, I thought no, I was right. the only one who didn't like this movie. Well, no, Tim, let, let's discuss whether we <laughs> like this movie or not. Okay, so, let's go. I'm ready. Um, all right, so we you know, I did the rewatch, and for me, this movie has been a roller coaster. I, I the first time I saw it, it was opening night. Tim, I mean we, you probably were with us. We saw it in like we saw the whole trilogy. It was a marathon.
1: Was I was you, with I, you I, guys. Yeah, Jason, actually, I, yeah, he was, I was there with too. You. Yeah, so
0: we saw it, we saw it then, and I think for me, this movie was kind of like I liked it at first, and I kind of think it was because it was like one run long running movie. I didn't differentiate the ending of the Dark Knight and then the beginning of the Dark Knight yeah, Rises. same just, here. Which in some ways is a good thing because it's it is a sequel and it continues the story. And I think that's one of the strengths of the film, that it does continue the story. It's not like it didn't know what happened beforehand. But then over rewatches, and I know Tim and I chatted about it over the years, and then the Swiss cheese started, the whole started poking through here and there, and then I started getting annoyed with it, and then I was done with it, and then the mocking of the Bane voice kicked in, and then, you know, that was done fairly quickly. It's difficult <laughs> for me to take him seriously when I watch this movie. So I was going to do the whole review and like that, but I don't think anyone wants to hear that. We'd probably just, everyone shut off and I'd be good. Um, <laughs> But I, but this time around, I rewatched this yesterday and there are a lot of good things in this movie, but there's also some incompetence in this movie that pisses me off. And we were just lauding Batman Begins and The Dark Knight for Tim, Tim's actual quote is the details. The details in the first two movies are so on point, and they take the time to do that. This movie, there starts to be some hand-waving here and there, and that's when I started getting annoyed with it. Um, but that's, that's where I think the problems are, is that this is part of the Dark Knight trilogy. If this was the follow-up to Batman Returns, I would probably like it more. I don't think it's a terrible movie. At all. I, I don't. I just I don't think it's great. And the first two are great. I mean, Tim, maybe you could say, and I know you are and I wanted to, I'm glad you're here for this because I know you're a defender of The Godfather 3. Right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. are. But even I by think, your reaction, you could admit that there's problems. I, I think it's underrated, but I don't think it deserves the hatred that it that it gets. Okay. That's, that's all I mean yeah. by it. Yeah. So would Jason, am I, or, or Tim, am I crazy for. Somewhat comparing The Godfather and The Godfather 2 to Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. When it comes to the comic book DC, you know, genre. Like those two are two of the best movies that we've gotten in the genre. And I'm not comparing it directly to The Godfather, but you know what I mean. Like that's the analogy. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. First two are fantastic and the third one was eh. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Tim, I think you admit, like this movie isn't like the worst thing you've ever seen. But I think that's part of the reason why this movie gets some shit is because it follows up the other two. That's part of it. I mean, I, and we'll get into the details. Um, Jason, we talked about this. We were talking about it last week. And it's funny because I think we almost flipped. We flipped. Like,
1: we, yeah, we absolutely flipped here.
0: Uh-huh. So uh, go ahead. Share, what are your overall thoughts when you rewatching this just today? So
1: I just rewatched it today. And it's funny because... I actually came into this episode in that rewatch thinking I was going to be defending this movie, uh, because there are there are things I love about this movie, and there are still things I love about this movie. But looking at it analytically as a cohesive movie, it's not a good cohesive movie. It's not terrible, like it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, as you said. But it's it's Batman Begins is a great cohesive movie from start to finish. So is Dark Knight. This isn't this has like this is almost three hours, guys. the fuck are we doing here for three hours here and and, and it has so many characters and so many uninteresting characters and it just, yeah, I, rewatching it this time it really lost. I actually and I've adjusted my list, uh, Ed because I sent you my list halfway through the watch today mm-hmm. and it actually uh it dropped one because, oh my. And it's it's again, it's not because I it's not that I hate this movie. I, I, I think it's entertaining, but just looking at like divorcing what I love about it, and we'll talk about what I love about it when we get there, from the problems I feel the movie has as a movie, I I had to be
0: fair. Okay. Um, Tim, your overall thoughts. What are your before we get into details, because we'll do our usual thing where we'll hit the characters and we kinda of look at it through that. And then just anything specific, but what's your deal with it? Like, do you do you really hate this movie? Do you like? I don't find it rewatchable to me. Like, I don't ever sit around one day, even when it comes on TV. Like, oh, let me put this on. It's just like there. Okay. I mean, I've watched it a couple times. I've tried, i have try. I hear it is. I try to force myself. Please like this movie. You should really like this movie because it's still the same characters. It's still the same director. It's still the same continuing story. But I just can't force myself into liking the movie. Okay. And there's just so much. Again, like you said, the details with the first two, he made everything seem like this could actually happen. And even a little detail like, um, like I said, this movie gets away from that. But like Catwoman's ears are not really ears. They're the goggles. That's a, That's this little detail. That is like a, a real world detail that I dug. So yes. I had no problem with that. But then it's like, then you turn that all the other shit that happens, like, okay, this is, you're, you're losing a little bit here. You're going off a little bit off the deep end. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I, I never sat down. Like I never, I never came home one day and be like, damn, I want to watch the dark Knight rises. Never. Like I said, I can watch Batman and Robin over and over for the comedic value. This, I can't even, I can't even, let's say, let's want to make fun of Bane. That's all I can really do. I can do the I'll do. i do the Bane voice for three hours and then be happy about that. But other than that, I really don't even want to watch it. I mean, it takes an hour for Batman to even show up, for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. actually going to get into. And I think that's a that's a perfect segue because this is a Batman movie. So, of course, we're going to start off with Batman. Um, You're right. That's a perfect point to start off. I think it was about like the 50, 45 to 50 minute mark before we see Batman in this movie. Yeah. And he's really not in a lot of it, but the story does make sense of why he's not, because they, I mean, he literally gets his back broken, which in the comics is like an iconic thing now, a big thing in the timeline. I mean, it is though, Jason, whatever. I know, I know. It but it's BS, is.
1: it's BS. I hate it. I hate all of it, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, That's so. All, my,
1: my, my personal, my personal. No, problems. I I understand.
0: I know you hate Bane. So I do hate Bane. Just, do. In, do. just I, as a character ever. He got his yes, back broken sure. by a superhuman with venom. This is just a roided up five foot three guy. <laughs> I have a major problem with that. I have a major problem with Tom Hardy. I really do. Well, we'll, we'll get to him because he, he'll be the second character that okay. we we'll get into. But as far as Batman goes, I mean, yeah, he gets his back broken. He's, you know, the whole thing. The thing I liked about his story arc, though, in this and he, Batman, I don't think is the problem in this movie for me, like at all. I actually like his arc, and I think it very much brings me back to, you know, why do we fall? So we can learn to bring ourselves back up. And now they obviously show that scene. They literally yeah. go back to it and slam you in the face with it to make sure you remember that from the first movie. And I think that's kind of like his whole arc in this movie is that he gets back and he gets back off the schneid and, you know, he's dealing with a lot of the choices that were made at the end of the last movie. And that's also something that a lot of people seem to knock this movie for is because some people feel like it undoes the Dark Knight. Like the big choice that was made at the end i've i've, I've well, heard that and i've read that i don't feel that yeah, i'm I'll not saying that,
1: that but...
0: no it doesn't it's just that guess what? isn't sooner or later it was going to come out at some point and you know bane chooses to expose it and everyone finds about harvey dent and then batman deal with the repercussions of that um his relationship with catwoman or uh, with Selena Kyle, more you know, I think that'd be more an accurate way to describe her in this film. Um, I like it. I don't, I guess he sees more in her than, you know, she's letting on, or maybe she even believes. So he believes in her more than she does, even though she totally fucks him over badly. Like, she's the, she is the reason why a lot of this shit happens. Yes. The lifting of the yeah. fingerprints, the whole bringing, her, bringing him to Bane and, like, you know, locking him in there with him. Um, but, yeah, his arc, and then yeah, he takes like it takes what five, five months for him to recover, in the prison, because they say his vertebrae is out of place. That's what they're yeah. saying happened, and does that thing? If I'm Bane, why am I leaving that to chance? That this is good. I mean, I know the idea is to keep him alive so he can and... be mentally tortured, but are you still gonna? You know, he's Batman. I mean, like that's... you know this.
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. That is one of my lower problems with this movie because it's okay. like, uh, why do any of this is 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 really like like to be honest? If you look at this, and this is my big problem with this movie, is this is a comic book movie, and the first two weren't right. Who do we get in the first movie? Raja Ghul had was a terrorist organization would destroyed Gotham City with the League of Shadows, and he was employing a crooked. Uh, psychiatrist who became the scarecrow, right? Nothing crazy. I mean, crazy, yes, but in, in the vein of these comic book movies, nothing crazy. And, possible. Bo-
0: like I and said possible. 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 Yes. I mean, the scarecrow part, a guy could throw a mask up. hey, I'm a scarecrow.
1: Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and that's where they were going with this, right? Because it was all psychotropic drugs mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then the second one, it is literally just someone who is an anarchist, who's lost his mind, who is going to prove that everyone can be corrupted with one bad day? And again, you know, doable, realistic, believable. In, yeah. in, in, but but here we have like there's Bane and there's League of Shadows, and there's Talia Ghoul, and there's all these chess moves upon chess moves, and like the, the plot is just so it's so ridiculous. It's so comic book. What they're trying to do and the many layers of it. It's just, I. I that's my problem with this movie. It, it it just feels like such a comic book movie.
0: Well, it's because they're well. Essentially, Talia I mean, Gold is trying to, you know, finish her father's mission. Yeah, and her, picks it up. Which uh, that part I'm fine with. I, I don't. I'm not. But, I don't think that's that crazy. But
1: no. But in my the craziness. It's not the 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 plan. It's the like. So we're going to get. We're, so we have to understand that Bruce Wayne built this thing that can be turned into a bomb, and now Talia al Ghul has to get him to show it to her, while Bane has to get in there to use it, and and they all have their own separate. And everyone, you know, is doing their own thing. It's it, it, it it's just so involved. Is my problem? Okay. All right. You know what I mean? That, that's what it is. It's just such an involved plan. And then even like when Bane takes over, it's like we're going to make them all think they have time, but we're really going to kill them in five months. And it's like okay, but why? Just kill them now. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, do you, why do you need to make Bruce Wayne suffer that badly? Where, like, just fucking nuke Gotham into the Stone Age, if that's what you want to do. It was just, there were just so many unnecessary steps that I didn't get
0: and that's fair and, and that's that's the thing they just they literally give batman 5 months to recover and give him 5 months of prep time <laughs> to take them down and i mean with tim though is that not the case Do they do they literally give him 5 months yeah. to come back and to take them all down and no, he absolutely. obviously does yeah and see my problem i said we'll start with that is i have no problem with him not being batman for yeah. 8 years that's the end of the second one Harvey Dent was the hero. He died. The city stepped up and said, We're not taking this bullshit anymore. We're gonna we're gonna take care of our own. We don't need a goddamn vigilante. He disappears. No problem with that. Well, he were- was also <laughs> wanted for murdering. Oh no, 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 I'm just saying, yeah. no. I have no I have no problem with Batman vanishing. Mm-hmm. I do have a major problem with Bruce Wayne hobbling around his fucking mansion by himself yeah. for eight years. I have a major problem with that. I understand he's mentally screwed up because of Rachel, all that stuff. But eight years, dude, eight years, and then he has his bad leg and his bad back that miraculously gets fixed with a brace when he needs it to be fixed. It, it's, yeah, it's it's right. no, it's like no, 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 no. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like it, they just—I don't know—they're trying to get cute all of a sudden. Why not put the brace on eight years ago? Yeah, fix it. But no, he said he's hobbling around this castle for eight years, doing nothing. Or maybe Lucius Fox builds him some sort of thing to, like you know, I don't know, like something well, to, to keep himself like intact. If you had, because I kind of feel like wanted, they felt obligated to break his back because Bane was yeah. in the movie, they had to do that, right? right whatever.
1: Then they could have done if they really wanted to do it well. They could have done. Lucius Fox builds him sort of like a like a mech a mecha bat suit, like yeah. a. Like, like he used when he got his back broken at one point, right? But he also does this in Dark Knight Rises, or yeah, because they are not, Dark Knight, Azrael, Azrael, you know what I mean. Well, oh, yeah,
0: Azrael yeah, Azrael breaks his back, yeah, and then after that, he does need like a suit, so you could so have just done that.
1: I mean, they, yeah, they could have done that, uh, because I, I'm, I'm with you, uh, Tim, I don't understand why it was like okay, so I'm in my I'm in uh, eight years and they he goes to the doctor and it's like, you've got no cartilage in your legs and this and that and like and it's like, okay, you're belaboring the point that this man is cannot do this anymore, but he's gonna go out and do it and still survive and I yeah i I, I, I need to have something else to go okay, now yeah, that makes sense because it doesn't with
0: what we say. yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think let's let's save the because the other thing to talk about with Batman and Bruce Wayne would be the ending. Yes, I think yeah. let's hold that off until we get through the characters because there's a whole lot to talk about with the with the ending of this film, and mm-hmm. you know it's been something speculated a lot. So I guess the, the next character the character to talk about is Bane. You know the you know almost the main villain of it because we find out Talia <laughs> Al Ghul is the one who's and Bane's kind of like a henchman, but we'll talk about Bane. Um, the, the voice is the dragon. It's it's the voice is ter- the voice is terrible.
1: It's terrible.
0: I don't know why they decided to do that, and it's been mocked on a Harley Quinn show now, and it's been pretty much mocked by everyone.
1: And although I do, I do, wanna, I do want to say this: I was watching this movie today, and I actually get the exact moment that Harley Quinn is mocking this bane in. Uh, in the Harley Quinn show, because you know he's like he's like a an over the top pencil pushing like you know office manager pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, and when Bay, when like Jim Gordon, when they pull Jim Gordon into Bane's lair, he's like, "You brought him here? Why? Oh, I'm going to kill him, and then you're going to search him, and I'm going to kill you." Like, that's that's a shitty boss, yeah. Like. Harley Quinn was mocking this moment and saying, yeah, let's just make Bane a really shitty
0: micromanaging boss. And that's what he is in that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think the one thing Tom Hardy does do well in this movie, though, is that for someone who's like face is covered up for most of the film, like, with his eyes, you can kind of see a lot of intensity and stuff and a lot of scenes, and he brings a lot of physicality to the role, which we don't really get. It's the first villain we get in this trilogy where can literally kick Batman's ass. I mean, and he does, but they also belabor, like I said, that he's a broken-down Batman at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, you can kind of factor yeah, that yeah. in. Um, the connection to the League of Shadows is fine, that he was, like, excommunicated. Yeah, and I'm fine. I'm okay with him beating Talia Ghul in the prison and, like, protects her and, and stuff like that. I actually don't have any issues with that. It's just... The, the voice is the most distracting thing for me, and his... His choices at times are just goofy. Like, again, giving Batman all this time. Would you, if he didn't know that was Batman, and if he did this to Bruce Wayne, I can kind of understand it. But he knows he's Batman. Yeah. He knows what he's accomplished, apparently, because we're assuming he has all this information. Because Ra's al Ghul and the League of Shadows had all of this. There's no other way he would have known any of this.
1: I, you know you know my biggest problem with Bane is, too? One of my biggest problems. He's so overwritten. Yeah, you know, like there's a scene in the beginning when he when they when they hijack the plane, right? Yeah. And then he grabs the doctor and he's like, "This is not a time to fear, doctor. Fear comes later." <laughs> like he has these lines where it's like he's supposed to be the big bad cock of the walk, you know? And I it doesn't it it just doesn't sit well with me. And he has a lot of them. He has a lot wear- of them in
0: this movie. You should you should do it. <laughs> You you should should just do the whole show You should do a show as Bane (laughs) I wanted to But then again I I think it would get annoying After a while That'd be be great if it changed your voice though (laughs) The glasses make it man (laughs) The glasses make it perfect Since we're talking about Bane Now is the time to bust out the voice (laughs) The voice is very distracting throughout the film. (laughs) It is. Completely unnecessary, as it is in a podcast talking about the film. It is unnecessary. But when uh, Gotham falls, you have my permission to die. (laughs) Another choice that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Again, you're giving him all this time, and it's just silly.
1: And again, that's another one of those lines. You have my permission to die. It's a god, dude. You're like a a B-list fucking Batman villain. Sit down.
0: And the way Sorry, he's taken no. out by Catwoman, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think is the perfect way for him to go out. Two yeah. big missiles or two big guns <laughs> on the side of the bat side of the Batpod. pod. Boom! He's dead. <laughs> You know, my, um, yeah. you know my problems already yeah Again, I, I, I understand it you know what because he was trained by the League of Shadows I get it it's the younger stronger guy beating up the beating up old man alright I get it but like you said finish the guy off and you, you see what he had done in in his couple years as Batman he, he, I mean and not only that but imagine him telling Talia Talia goes like alright kill him and let's get this over with we'll destroy Gotham no we must wait how long <laughs> Five years? What? We must wait five whole years before we can kill him. What the fuck are you talking about? Kill him! Well, kill him months, now! Tim. Oh, five, months. Oh, five, five months. 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 I'm sorry, five months. That's what I meant. Sorry, my we bad, need to mate. give him a sporting chance. Yeah, we must give him at least five months before we do anything. Five months! <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? It so, makes yeah. absolutely no sense. No. None. <laughs> So is there anything else we need to talk about with Bane before we move on to Selina Kyle? You I
1: know? hate everything about Bane. Just oh say.
0: I should I don't know if I should take that personally now or not.
1: <laughs> also, you know I hate Bane too because his very first comic book if I if I remember correctly was the one in which he breaks Batman's back. And it's like Come on, guy! You're you just come out breaking Batman's back. Get out of here.
0: All, all I noticed for for I think the first month after I saw this movie, I only kept saying the one line over and over again, and I, to the point where I thought I was going to go insane. And that line was, "It doesn't matter who we are; all that matters is our plan." And I must have said that <laughs> a million. I even downloaded the voice changer on the phone, and I was going, it doesn't matter who we are," and I would say it over and over again. But I think that's why. I always lost my mind because of that, so right. I posted <laughs> it on our on Granny's PC a couple of times. And if you haven't seen it, check out the Aural Knots uh yes. YouTube page. They do great Star Wars stuff. I know Tim has seen a bunch. And there's three videos from Bane Outtakes. There's that, there's the holiday edition, and then there's one about masks. Now since like with COVID, you knew it was kind of gonna fall right up his alley. So it, yep. it's it's actually so well done. And there's even a behind the scenes on how they did the voice. A lot of it was through a paper, empty paper towel tube for the guy to <laughs> the voice of the too. which is why it's best works when you talk into a cup. Um, but I, I guess uh, the, I will say though it's not the worst on screen bane that we've seen because we no. saw that in Bat- Batman and Robin. Because I don't even know what that was. That was something.
1: That was not Bane. This was at least Bane. That was a guy yeah. in,
0: a, in a puppet suit. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was so weird. And mean, and the thing though, I know Tim, you mentioned before is. You wanted him to have the venom serum that's in it, but I think not well, having I, that I, and I wanted an excuse for him for being as strong and as he was. But but you know what? Like I said, after a while, you're right. Batman's have been broken down. He's been beaten up, which again, which is the realism of the thing. Yeah. Uh. Uh. And he's the younger, faster, stronger guy who lived in the dark for his whole life, and they came out stronger and meaner and angrier. Yeah. So I let it go. I, let, I don't need the Venom anymore, because I now it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, because I think if, if they would have had his mask be something yeah. where it's like juicing him up with steroids or some shit like that. Plus, like, plus oh, if, if, yeah, if he was just a roided out yeah. dude, oh, just a regular guy, but the fact that he was trained mm-hmm. by the same people, yeah. I, let, I let that go. I, I was like, okay, he can, yeah. he, can, he can do it without the Venom. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I guess... Although I do
1: like, though, I do like that the mask still has a purpose. Like, Yeah, they do mention it. Yeah, like, it, it is what makes him not be in constant pain. Like, there's something... They never go into it, but I, I like that the mask still has a purpose. Not that it's just a, an accoutrement. Like, I just like sounding like this. You know but what I mean? And
0: what exactly is the purpose of the mask, though?
1: Because he uh, he was attacked when he was protecting Talia as a kid. And uh, it, they did something where he's in constant pain, and they put them. The mask stops that. They they don't really go. It's a hand wave thing, but it, but that's yeah. the purpose.
0: It is a hand wave thing, but it's also. I mean, I would okay. like more of an I explanation. That I, I don't really need it. I I haven't seen this movie enough to really like yeah to remember that part. But okay, no, that's fair. I, again, I just watched it today, so yeah. I, I sorry, I watched it again yesterday. I don't know how many times I've seen it quite a few times. Um, but then I guess all right. Let's talk about Selena Kyle. Let's talk about Catwoman. Um I mentioned before though, she does have a couple of huge things to do in this film, which is why she's in it. Um I actually like Sel- Selena Kyle in this movie. She's unlike Michelle Pfeiffer, she's actually a cat burglar and is stealing things and sure. steals the pearls that we've seen hit the floor a bunch of times, because in this version, those <laughs> didn't hit the floor and shatter all over the place. They actually still exist. So I don't know. And then Anne Hathaway does a good job of what she's, you know, asked to do in this. And I- I'm fine with that. I mean, she seems like she's villainous at times enough where she's like wants to maybe watch the world burn and stuff like that. And maybe she's OK with the way things are. But then once it turns that way, she's like, oh, shit. All right. Maybe this is not what I wanted. And she her whole thing is she wants this clean slate thing because she's gotten too deep with the wrong people. And she's trying to get out of it because she's done a bunch of fucked up shit to people. And, she's, and she does have that whole thing where she kidnaps, I believe it's a lieutenant or something like that. It was a high-ranking uh, official. It was a she, senator, wasn't he? senator. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. like a senator. <laughs> and kind of has him, pretty much just kind of has him whipped for a little while while he's, like, kidnapped. Um, I don't know. I think she's cool. And then she, when she becomes a, a Batman ally, she does kick ass and she kills Bane. I mean, she murders the dude straight up.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So overall, I'm, I'm good with her. Actually, I don't remember liking her this much, but I liked her more this
1: time. I, I like her. I do like her in this. My uh, I I actually really like that scene where she brings the senator into the bar to trade yeah. Bruce Wayne's fingerprints for nothing. Like they don't have they they don't actually have what she's looking for. Uh, but I and and I like her acting where it was like, uh, you know, oh, 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 oh. yeah, we're fine, we're fine. Oh, she's yeah, she like, yeah. like, yeah, I thought that was super cool. I like her as Catwoman. Um, my only issue with Catwoman in this movie is I, I wish they weren't trying so hard to make her redeemable bad guy you know like I don't mind that she was a redeemable bad guy I just they were just trying so hard like everything she did was to get the clean slate and you you know there's so many so much talk about well when uh, because that's a theme in this movie like the rich versus the poor and and it's an interesting theme that I don't think they do enough with because this movie is long and splintered I think this movie is really two different movies in one but Hmm. um I but the whole thing about like you know, she is poor and she made those choices and had no other choice. Like, I think they really try to hammer that in. And I kind of wish they just let her be Catwoman more because that's not exactly like Catwoman does have this dark side to her, which we, yeah, we see, but they're really, again, they're really trying to make her a hero here.
0: But do you think maybe that's how Catwoman has kind of been portrayed for a little while now though? Like I feel like they've pushed her more towards Indeed. the hero, or the conflicted anti-hero, even world. even in the dark in the, the video games too. She's more, way more hero than you yeah. Know, but, but, know, right, you, but, you even used her in the video games as a hero. No, but yeah, but, but, but
1: which is fine. But what I'm saying is, it's that she's more of a conflicted person in the video games. Oh so yeah. I played the shit yeah, of those video games, and there's literally a mission where you can, as Catwoman, the only time you can do mm-hmm. this, choose to not help Batman and leave, and you get an ending to the game where you watch Gotham City be destroyed and it reverses back and the whole point is is like in all of those other incarnations she is her, she is a hero but she's not a forced hero it's not like oh i have to i have to redeem myself it's more like this is who i am but i also am choosing to be better and i don't feel the choice like it, this feels like i was forced to be bad and now i'm being forced to be worse to get so I can get my record clean. And and I don't know. I just think the motivation just, just seems off with what I know about Catwoman.
0: That's all. Okay. Um, I, but I do, I, one thing I do like, I do like the working relationship. The stuff with her and Bruce, I actually done. I, I agree. I thought it was actually really, really well done. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, that's funny. Uh, we, we do got a, uh, a comment in here that we're going to get to quickly. <laughs> uh, cops with guns. Let's fist fight. I actually think that that was the scene that does kind of piss me off in a way, but there is cops getting mowed down by the by Bane's army with the machine guns. They, there is a bunch that gets shot before. Now, I don't know why they stopped shooting or, or anything like that. I mean, it could have been a total shootout in that situation because the cops all had their guns and their weapons, and so did Bane's army. So I don't know. What did you guys think about that? Uh Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. That's <laughs> all I can like say. Whatever. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's an inconsistency. It's it's an inconsistency I can look over, but it
0: but it's an inconsistency for sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just like, listen, we're too close, you know, too close to missiles. I'm switching to guns. So like I'm too close to be pew pewing. So let's just put our Shit away and get it on old style. I don't know. Well, Gregory, thanks for for tuning in and then thanks for checking us out and also thanks for dropping us a comment. uh, Appreciate it. On it, first time. But yeah, thanks. Um, So I guess the next character let's talk about is John Blake, Robin, who we get in this movie. I I think his character. I I mean, I kind of. I guess part of it. I dug where. I scratch my back during this. No, no. I I, I, overall I think the character is completely unnecessary from most of the movie and the whole Robin thing I think was kind of dumb. We'll talk about the yeah, we'll talk about the ending in a second because the only the two things I kind of dug about the character was I guess the motivation of the boys home and he kind of had a whole thing of um you know how he was similar to Bruce. I don't like the fact he figured out who Bruce Wayne was no, Batman. That was ridiculous.
1: That's the worst part for me. Like, you came. I was a. I you know. I I was an orphan. You were an orphan. You came. I saw that you were wearing a fake mask like I was wearing, and then I knew you were Batman. Like that's This is a lazy movie, and that that's my point. Like, it, it, there's just so many hand wavy things. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not
0: gonna buy him as the world's greatest detective. No. no. <laughs> Because that's what it seems like. You know, Tim, I'm sorry, you were gonna say something about the John Blake? Well, you know, I don't I'm uh I'm uh I'm not I am i am i am i do not hate Gordon Levitt, but he in this movie he very much, yeah, it's like very I don't want to say overacting. Hmm. It's almost like he underacts in a way. It's kind of very I don't know, it's very hard to describe his performance, but I did not like it at all. No. And yeah, his whole his whole bullshit story with the and again we, I think we've had this discussion for the last how many years the movie's been out. At the end, we'll go we get to the end, we'll discuss it. But, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It, I don't like him at all in this yeah. movie. And this is yeah. when he was supposed to be everything. Remember, this guy was supposed to be everything. Spider-Man, the next Superman, the next... Every, he was going to be Anakin Skywalker. He was going to mm-hmm. be everybody, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Then he vanished with the face of the earth, so whatever. Yeah, but I actually like him in other movies, just not oh, really I in this the, one. I, I don't him. hate him. I don't, yeah. I don't really no. hate him. I'm just tired of him being everything. Yeah, I agree. there was a, there was like six months to a year, where he was like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to be the new Spider-Man. He's going to be this guy. He said, "Dude, no, he's not. He's not. Stop." Yeah, no. Apparently, Greg didn't like him either. There was betrayal. There's a couple of good movies that'll pop out. Like I the whole character in- sucked. Yeah, yeah. No the character. That's what sucked. it is.
1: It's the character that sucked. Yeah, like it was
0: unnecessary character.
1: It was completely unnecessary, and it was all like again it felt like not again but it felt like fan service almost like we've got to give him a robin and like even when so it's him who finds gordon after gordon's been like thrown into the water by bane and then he puts together that he's got to get batman and then gordon promotes him on the spot and it was it was just so much like why is this guy so special but yeah, who, who and-
0: is is this guy a real character from a comic or anything the cartoon or anything, no, hey, right? Robin, no, no John I mean, John Blake. Blake no, John I just, Blake. Uh-huh. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, not no. that I know. See, so now no, if, no. If, you're gonna, if you're gonna go fan service, name him Dick Grayson, name him Timothy Drake. Name yeah, him, you know, if you're gonna, if that's what you're gonna do, don't invent a whole new character just to be hated, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, Greg, yeah, I, I agree with you, pretty much, but that's where our thing with this movie is that the first two films were not. They didn't feel like comic book movies. And this one suddenly feels like it's like, oh, we got to start throwing things in there to do some comic book type stuff. And I know Christopher Nolan was asked, I think it may have been during Batman Begins or something, maybe the press for that. You said there will never be a Robin during his run. And of course, and then the here in we the are second, because because it's not movie. realistic. Yeah, because I said exactly. these movies were be- the first two were based on what happened if a guy decided to be Batman. He made it realistic. No, no real, no way in real life would a man take a teenager and make him his sidekick and send him out on missions to fight evil people. So yeah, it made sense. <laughs> And Greg, thankfully, thankfully they did because if, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know if you watched our episode when we talked about Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, the Batnipple movies, but you can go and check those out and uh, enjoy that because that was that was something else. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just yeah, the whole Robin thing at the end is, is goofy and stuff, and we'll talk about the ending in, in a couple minutes uh, overall because there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I guess also we can talk about Talia Al Ghul. You know, who is another one who's like a bait-and-switch or was like a reveal, and the twist was it was Talia Gould the whole time. Uh, the one thing she does in this movie that I think is completely perplexing is after Bruce loses all his money, of course, John Blake drops him off there because he just appears when he needs to yeah. ride. Mm-hmm. His car is taken away. Um, she's just there, standing there in the rain, said, talks to Bruce, doesn't really explain why she's there, and they just... Jason, what did he Get it on! There's no payoff to it. No, There's no nothing. Bruce, she even picks up a picture of Rachel Dawes. And you know that's like a a trigger thing for Bruce that's right there. And it just seemed like it was totally out of left field and out of character for both of them. Yeah. In general, you hate this guy so much. You have this elaborate plan to avenge avenge your father's death. And you're just like... Yeah, I'm just going to do this for a hell of it. But
1: you know why though? Because she has to she's Talia al Ghul. And what do we know? What does anyone who's never picked up a Batman comic know about Talia al Ghul? she got it on with Batman, so it has to be in this movie. And that that's why it feels like weird fan service instead of an actual movie.
0: Yeah, and that, yeah, I agree. It, it seems very fan service that Christopher Nolan didn't really do any of that in the first two movies? So no, why it there was no fan now. service.
1: I don't think he wanted to do this movie as a thing.
0: I think this, from what I understand, this movie was just not. A, once Heath Ledger unfortunately passed away, like they had to change so many things with this, and right, you had that, to end yeah. the trilogy too. So that's sometimes why I've given this movie a pass for certain things. But like, he also took a lot of time to get these movies right. So.
1: I'm right. pretty and sure
0: Warner Brothers would have let him off the for hook, give sure. him some more time to get this thing right. And to be
1: honest, watching it this time because I've always used that Heath Ledger defense. What would have, like? Where would Heath Ledger have fit in here if the like? Because the Joker was not going to be the main antagonist of this movie. No. He was just going to be in this movie
0: uh, to a point. So like, as the Scarecrow character, where the Scarecrow with the King, the King, or what of I, the underworld, would the, right, the right, the judge, the judge, yeah, the, the sentencing, judge. the sentencing guy, yeah. Yeah. and. And
1: maybe that would have had a bigger part, but I can't imagine the Joker in this movie making the problems I have with this movie go yeah, away.
0: Yeah, it would just make it a cool cameo. It wouldn't yeah. make it would have a movie better at all. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that would help. But so probably... Tim, let me
1: ask you a question. Did you think that you and I would actually be bashing this movie when you came on this episode today? <laughs> no, I thought I, thought, I thought I was the
0: only one. I thought I was going to go against both of you guys. No, no, there's there, there's a lot of problems with this. Uh I mean, do we have anything else on on Talia goal that we want to mention before we move on to Jim well, I, 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 Again, it's one of those things I've said over the years too. I have a problem with the with the fact that you had this giant rogues gallery, and you went right back to the League of Shadows already. Yes, same here. Same here. I didn't like. I didn't like that. I mean, I understand you want to wrap up the. You know, the. With, I don't know. I don't think it was necessary why bring her back? Who cares? Like this League of Shadows is done. It was done. Then you went went to the Joker, the the ultimate Batman villain. Then you had had this whole litany of of Rose gout you could have picked. You could have introduced us to any one of the great new characters. Even, you know, you could have pulled off anybody and you give us the goddamn League of Shadows again with the daughter. So I was like, I I thought it was lazy. Very, very lazy. I just thought it was very lazy. I I can see that. I can agree. I agree. Um, but I guess let's talk, we could also talk about Jim Gordon, because that's another area where I have some issues with this movie. Not that Gary Oldman isn't great, because Gary Oldman's great every single damn thing he does. Mm-hmm. I just think it's what he's given to do. They kind of write out his family and dismiss his family very quickly. Oh, they left to like Cleveland or some shit like that, that they say? And I guess it's because Jim Gordon's been so obsessed with what's going on, you know, trying to cover up the Harvey Dent stuff and everything. Um but as, soon he, as, as soon as Batman reappeared he's like get the fuck out of Gotham hang the phone up Yeah exactly <laughs> Batman's back get the fuck up. go to Cleveland <laughs> Um he he's in he has this run in with Bane and then he ha- he's in the hospital he sends all the, the GCPD into the tunnels all of them all of them what kind of strategy is this? No shit, they were all gonna something was gonna happen to them down there. That was like that's one of those mind-boggling things that happens in this movie to me. It would have made more sense. You like listen, blow the whole thing up. Just blow yes. it up. Blow up the whole thing. Up. If this guy's that bad that you're sending your entire police force to where there's no one to guard your entire city, yeah. just blow it up. Just blow it up. Yeah, because I know that they mentioned there's, like, scattered cops around that they're being hunted like dogs at one point is what they say. That's literally the line. And I get that. That's fine. So not literally every single one to a T. But they mentioned there's an insane amount of them, like 80 or 90% of the police force is down there. Yeah. That's stupid. And, the, and, Come and, and on. And the police that are left all hide in their houses with with, with no unit. Like, I'm out of here. I ain't going to go out back. Like, like, what's his name? Uh, yeah, uh, what the hell is his name? Ma- uh, uh, Matthew Modine. Yeah, Matthew Modine's character. He's like, I'm yeah, who, cop. What are, you, what are you doing? I'm fucking. am not going outside. Are you kidding? Yeah. The <laughs> only ones are Jim Gordon and, and Blake are the only two that are sneaking around apparently with like a couple other guys. Yeah, which that's is, just, again ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's really. I think that's the most ridiculous thing that happens in this movie, and it's because it oh, no, sets I, off so many different things. Oh no, I got one. I got. I'm waiting for the one that I got this. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jim Gordon's thing where they expose the whole Harvey Dent stuff, and it comes back to bite him in the ass, and. I mean that's fine, and he tells Blake, you know, you're supposed, you know, if you had to make that choice, and it was a hard decision to make. I still don't think it was worth doing that. I mean, again, it seems like in the end, Bat- uh, Gotham got the hero that it had the whole time, and that it did deserve in Batman, uh, not this whole misdirect thing. Um, but yeah, Jason, I don't know if you were able listening or you had to step away for a second, but yeah, Jim yeah, Gordon sending right. the Jim Gordon sending the whole GCPD pretty much into the tunnels is one of the dumbest things ever. You know, like, Jim Gordon has one of
1: my favorite moments in this movie, but he also has one of my, like, one of the stupidest. Like, my favorite moment of his in this movie is where... He is about to watch Batman, he as he believes, go to his death. And yeah. Batman, like, of course, has the you know, sometimes just putting a, a blanket over a child. And he has that moment of, like, oh my god, that's Bruce Wayne. I think that's that a is cool a great thing. moment, actually. It's a fantastic moment. It's best, his best moment of the movie. But everything else with him, like, so you wrote a speech outing Harvey Dent and you took it with you, decided not to read it, but brought it around so Bane could find it on your person and you somehow survive going into the sewer and then, like, that's the thing it's like, that's my problem with this movie, it tries so fucking hard there's so many different leaps and bounds it makes no sense like, if I was was Jim Gordon I was going to out Harvey Dent I wouldn't have a whole speech prepared
0: about it Yeah, no, and and I think that's one, even though I still think sending the whole TCPD into the tunnels, and Greg, to answer your question, yeah, they were in there for five months. Yeah. Because they say, Bane says it takes five months for this nuclear bomb to, you know, to become unstable and everything, and that's when they went in, and we see when they come out, when Batman and, and Catwoman, you know, get them out of there. So, so they, eat, they ate each other then, I guess, right? Ate each other? No, they, they no, no they, they do show where they're sneaking them food. The cops that were yeah. outside were sneaking uh, okay. them food, out. so they did cover that and, at least. And Bane
1: actually makes it clear he's not trying to kill them. Like yeah. Bane says when he gives that whole public address in the stadium, like the police will be better adapted. You know whatever he says, but he, he like he pretty much says. The police will we're not gonna kill them. They'll they'll eventually adapt to what's going on here. So they'll they'll like, die when they'll die when the whole city dies. Right, exactly. <laughs> so like they'll
0: die when he has his permission to die. Yeah, exactly. That's
1: exactly it. So people were feeding. I think you actually see them eating out of cans of beans. No, no, no. They they bad.
0: were covered there. But I also think that when they came out of there, they should all be like huge beards and shit like that and like yeah. and everything. <laughs> That's what it should have been. All weak, the clothes don't fit. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't think they were passing them sha- uh, shaving cream and razors and stuff down there. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. Whatever. That that's not not the biggest issue with this thing. Um, yeah, the, I, I Jason, I agree with you. The Jim Gordon's best moment in this film is the ending where he find he puts it together. That you know Bruce gives him the yeah. nod, and I thought that was actually a really cool callback to the first one. There are some pretty cool callbacks. To the other films in this. That's what, one thing I'll give it as a strength is that it does very much feel like it's a sequel to the other films. For sure. Just not at the level of crossing the T's and dotting the I's yeah. that the, the other ones did. But then, um, setting that, that it out to this, isn't that it would be the same as like, listen, Freddy Krueger's alive. I want all, I want everyone to go to sleep. Why? Yes. Why? It doesn't everyone. make any, sen- it doesn't make any does sense. It really doesn't. It's just the kind of thing it's like, why? Why are you sending everyone down in this, in this fucking hole? It, it's baffling. It, and, then, yeah, it doesn't then, and then you give Bane a speech to read. Enough with the guy's voice. It's like, here we go. Now, now he's got a five-page speech to read. Which is, awesome, is right. which is more the best of times. It was yeah. the worst of times. If you wanted to, that's what he should do to torture people over a loudspeaker. He just <laughs> reads great literature classics.
1: And then <laughs> <laughs> Gregor Samsa awoke one morning to find he was a giant bug.
0: <laughs> no, um, I would do no shut up. <laughs> and I guess is the, the I, last
1: I actually guys, I really want this now. Maybe we could do this as a pop culture first thing where we could do bane reading literature like as, as an audiobook. <laughs> but and we could we could do like literature that isn't under copyright, so we can get away with it.
0: Sure. I'll not, do it. Nothing for prints.
1: No, 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 no.
0: As, as we learn the hard way. Um, no, no, no. Prince of Fuckus. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, 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 the WWF. E. I'm sorry. Vince Nialto's hard. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh low blow. Just like the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> um, I guess the last character to talk about, though, would be Alfred. Um, yes! Who is... Uh, Jason, we talked about it. Go go ahead. you, you can go ahead and talk about Alfred. I, he's awesome in this movie. He's the
1: best thing in this movie for me. Michael Caine is Alfred is the best thing in this movie. He has the best moments and the best lines uh when he like when he when he tells Bruce, like, well well, hypothetically, if uh, Rachel Dawes gave me a letter that I burned and uh, it said that she wasn't waiting for you. she shows her be dead. and and like when Bruce is like, you know what this means? Like, oh, oh, I know what it means. You hate me, person I loved since the moment I heard him crying up there. Like he gives us hope. like it's this beautiful impassioned speech, uh, and and then at the end, like twice at the end, again at the end when he when he gives a speech when they bury Bruce, yeah, and he turns to the 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 graves of the Waynes, like, oh, I try, I try to keep my failed, yeah, it's like. I was, I don't know, it brought a tear to my eye. No, he's great in that. He's phenomenal. And then just at the end, when he sees Bruce Wayne with Catwoman, and he just goes, you know, (laughs) because that's the payoff, because he tells him, like, I I wished you never came back to Gotham. I I always had this fantasy that I would see you in the Riviera with a wife and some kids, and I would (laughs) just look at you, and you'd look at me, and that would be it. (laughs)
0: Well, I, I guess that, I mean, do we have anything else to talk about Alfred? Because that's a perfect segue to talk about the ending of this film, which is... No news had a problem with the fact that he abandoned Bruce? Uh, I don't th- think he necessarily... Yeah, I, 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 him, I don't think he I did. don't know. I don't take it as he abandoned Bruce. I think that because Bruce pretty much, he tells Bruce the truth. And then Bruce is pretty much like, you think we're going to shake hands? And like, this was all going to be done after you just brought my world down? And he's like, no, because, I mean, there's pretty much no choice. Like, Bruce is the one who actually kind of, like, tells him to fuck off because he, he's yeah. pissed off at him. And then, you know, when uh, Lucius Fox rings the doorbell the next day and he has to go answer his own door, I guess it's one of those things where you ever get so mad about something and so furious and start saying a bunch of shit, and then you go to bed and you wake up and be like, Wait <laughs> second, did that really happen or not? Yeah,
1: shit, did I actually fire Alfred? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that's kind yeah, of what I, it is. I, I, but Tim, I agree with you. I think when I wonder, like when I first saw this movie, I was just kind of like, "That's really not an Alfred thing to do." But then after rewatching it, that's not really how it went down. Like, I,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it is a very Alfred thing to do because of the moments that we have where Alfred is very clearly trying to shake Bruce out of going out as Batman because he knows yes. he's going to kill him. Yeah, and, and I think like he's trying everything, and I think. When Alfred does that, he fucking knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's not abandoning him. That was his last-ditch effort. I'm going to make you hate me in hopes that it opens up your eyes to realize that you can't do this, and it'll save your life. And I have to live without ever seeing you again, and that sucks, but at least you're alive. So I, I bought that, actually, from Alfred.
0: No, no, I, I, Jason, I agree with you. I did buy that from him, <laughs> but I think it was just more in better context, not like he just like quit and ran away. He knows mm. what he did, and he, he knew what the consequences of his actions were going right, to be. Right, for sure. And he did literally does say what you just said. Like, he's trying to stop Bruce from being Batman. He's trying to encourage him. To like, dude, you don't have it anymore physically. Like, you can save the city as Bruce Wayne still. You can still do this <laughs> and, to use your mind and find another way. Yeah, he says yeah. what
1: everyone always says. Like well, why don't you just use your money and resources to make this a better place? And he literally says, like, Gotham doesn't need your body, sir. It needs your resources. And it's like, yeah, well, that's what every Batman detractor has ever said. Like, why is he out there fighting crime? Just put some money in the right places.
0: But but in defense of that, though, I think, and maybe it's because, again, we just rewatched each one of these movies over the last couple of weeks, when if you go, think back to Batman Begins – when he's telling Alfred on the yes. jet why he's going to become Batman, he just he wants to break, become a symbol. He wants to yeah. be someone who's incorruptible. Who you know he also he wants to strike fear in, in, into you know the fear he has right. partially with the bats and the anger into his into the criminals.
1: And Alfred actually does say like it made sense then. It does yeah. now. Like so, and I, exactly. and I like that because Alfred does encourage him at first. Mm -hmm. And so like he encourages him in the first one supports him in the second one. And in this one, he's like, yeah, no, you're going to get killed. You know, And I think that's Alfred's the voice of realism. Like, you know, a guy who's been, it's been eight years since he's suited up and he's that like physically fucked up. No, he would be killed in real life.
0: Yeah. He is the voice of reason in this film when there's not a lot of it. Um, But so then I all right. Let's just let's talk about it. Let's talk about the ending of the film, Um, where we get you know Batman taking the uh, nuclear bomb and bringing it away from the city because they can't stop it. Fine, I'm good with that. But then there's the does he die or not die? Because then we get the Lucius Fox moment, where we find out that the autopilot was was fixed, Um, but and it was logged in by Bruce Wayne. So he was the one who did fix it because Lucius Fox does encourage him throughout the film to fix the autopilot. They do drop that those hints here and there throughout the yeah. film. Let's the talk- first, the yeah. first
1: time you see that, the, the that bat. thing, yeah. he, the bat, yeah, he says, like, you know, yeah, there are some things that need to be fixed for better minds than mine. And Bruce goes, better? And he goes, well, less busy, like your own. Yeah. Like So they, they set that up right away.
0: They did. so, But I I guess let's talk about each part of it. So that's that's the first part of the ending that they talk about. Does Batman die at the end of this movie? First of all, how do you not, right before the thing closes, how does he not say, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb? (laughs) Just saying, I would have threw that in there. No, I wouldn't have thrown them. That have been- no, you wouldn't have, because <laughs> you would have walked out of the <laughs> fucking theater if that would have happened. That would have been the ultimate over the top. Yeah, I definitely um, would have felt I would have fallen the floor laughing, though. No, that would have been that definitely would have been it. Um I don't know. He had to have. Where'd he go? The ocean? I I I mean, yeah, he could have the only way he gets out of that was jumping out of him. They also have that shot where they show him in the cockpit right before it goes, and they do mention that it will blow up anything in like a six-mile radius. So how the hell was he going to get far, even if he dropped himself in the water? How was he going to get away further enough where there's no, would he be underwater? And if he dropped himself in, he wouldn't get affected by it? I don't know. And, and, I, I, did he, and he swam back? I mean, listen, and, he, and, and, he and, went that, from the prison all the way back to Gotham with no money. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, if you're doing that, shit, this is a piece of cake. And that suit with a bad back and a bad leg and a...
1: so he, here's here's the real question: Are you asking if I think Bruce like he survived, or if I think the movie wants me to think he
0: survived? I'm gonna. Uh, let's start with: Do you be, do you actually believe he survived? Batsky's. Uh,
1: I'd like to think he didn't.
0: He did not. Okay. I'd you like have, to think he didn't. Because once we conquer this part, mm-hmm. then it takes us to the other part of the. You know, debatable
1: Um, ending. Yeah. I think, look, I think the movie, I think the movie intends him to live. Okay. I think the fact that the movie drops, makes it a point to drop a couple of times about Bruce Wayne can fix this thing, and then he does, uh, that is meant to set up that he survived, and the whole thing about Alfred Seam, that was meant to have happened. So I think the movie movie wants us to believe that. I personally think it's a better ending if he doesn't um, and if that's okay. alfred's kind of like cuz you know alfred's whole arc is his guilt yeah and that's what happens at the like the before this the last time we see him is his he's apologizing to the waynes for failing them and so like i i guess i'd like to think that this was alfred's like sort of guilt coming back at him and make you know but but i think the movie intends us to think that
0: bruce wayne survived to be honest. Um, Yeah, I I, I can agree. I just don't... I think, again, it's a pretty big hand wave to say he jumped out and had the autopilot keep on going, and then that was it, and he's in the water somewhere. That is a pretty big hand wave to accept. Again, when we're talking about the context of the universe that was built, and now we're just hand-waving shit here and there. Um, And then I guess that leads us to the other part of the ending, where Alfred sees goes to the place that he's described in his fantasy or whatever, or he says he would take a vacation and go there right? and he would look across, but he actually sees Bruce with Selena Kyle there. I mean, is that a fever? I guess that's one of his fantasies that we're seeing. Again, I,
1: I think I would like to believe that's his fantasy. That's kind of him like, this is what I wish. And, You know, he's taken that vacation, but I think the movie does intend us to believe that Bruce Wayne is alive and that is him having a moment of closure.
0: Okay. And he gets to kind of like hang it up and pass it on to, you know, we'll talk about the other part of the ending of this movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, because he kind of wanted to do that, right? Like, that part actually would check off, right? Like, in The Dark Knight, he wanted to kind of stop being Batman and have someone else be the hero, so it kind of – his motivation would sync up with that, that he kind of like saved Gotham from its like worst thing but would move on. But I also don't know if Bruce Wayne would necessarily be able to – this Bruce Wayne would let that go. Well, Or does he accept the fact that he physically can't do it and maybe Alfred was right the whole fucking time? Which is why he left it to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. John Robin Blake. <laughs>
1: I think the movie is confused on why it does things, to be honest with you. Like, because I don't think this... This Bruce Wayne makes it very clear that the only reason they would stop being Batman is to be with Rachel Dawes, and Rachel Dawes is dead. That's an actual conversation in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I like Catwoman in this, and I like Anne Hathaway's Catwoman... The only reason they get together is because in the comic, Batman and Catwoman are getting together. Like, this. There's, there's nothing between them that makes me go, I see this great love. Yeah. And, and so for him to be there with her at the end, and, you know, again, I think that that's what the movie wants us to believe happened. But I, I just, it, I don't know. I, I, I don't, Yeah. Yeah, it's I've fuzzy. It's fuzzy. Yeah. It, it's fu- it's very fuzzy. It's very fuzzy.
0: So in an interview, Christian Bale did say that the ending of this movie is literally what you see. If there's any kind of like closure to it or anything, he literally said it's face value. What happens, happens, and Ooh, that's okay. it. So he's saying Bruce Wayne survived and he's off and then went into uh Ever After with Selena Kyle in Italy or wherever the hell yeah. it was. Which, again,
1: is what I think the movie wants us to believe, but I don't think the movie does a good enough job setting it up. That's where I was going before.
0: No, and and that makes sense. Um, And I guess the other part, too, is that he ends up, we get the Robin reveal, and he leaves him essentially the keys to the Batcave for him to go on and to be Gotham's new protector or whatever, whether that is the next Batman or if he is Nightwing, Nightwing. I, I assume Nightwing.
1: Whatever. Yeah, because Nightwing's a cop, right? Like, like Dick Grayson. Like, uh, we saw this in in Titans. In Titans, like, so in certain stories, Dick Grayson becomes a cop, right? And then becomes Nightwing.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I mean, I, I can, I, I'm fine with that because he does quit the police department and says, you know, he wants to do it another way and all this yeah. other shit. Um, how do we feel about that? that choice that Bruce Wayne passed it on. And now John Robin Blake is either the Batman or, you know, as they do also Gordon does bring put together the bat signal again. He does do that. Yes, he does. I mean, I think that's also more of a memorial to Batman because, you know, like if he has a statue now and all the other stuff, now the city's like, Oh yeah. You know, you were the hero the whole time and everything and kind of finally gets his due. Um, yeah, I well, guess. You know, For the fact that the, it was a trilogy and it ended and we'll never have to deal with it again, no. fine. 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 But like I said, why is his middle name Robin? Why not just give it to an unknown character? Why invent the new character? I, I mean, give us a little hint about something. Throw us a bone. Is he going to be... In you know other words, when, when, when the thing comes up and he realizes where he is, maybe the thing opens up and there's a bat suit there. That's all you got to do. Okay, he's going to be the next Batman. That's yeah. all he needs. To, that's all he needs to show. And then maybe somebody down the line, he'll have a, a sidekick and we'll call him Robin out of his nickname. Makes sense. But this, I thought right away, Robin's taking over? He's going to be Robin? Like, I never, yeah, I, I never really, yeah. it, never, it never hit me right away that he's going to be Nightwing. Like, I'm Robin. I am Robin. It's like, why? Why? Why are you Robin? Why? Like, what's going on here?
1: What's Q. up, Bert? what's
0: going on? Q. And, uh, yeah, the hype for The Dark Knight Rises was pretty insane. But I also think a lot of that was the hype after The Dark Knight. Like, I mean, Gil, we, were, I mean we could all remember we were beyond amped up, you know, for this movie after the first two. I mean, how could we not? For sure. Gil, you're fired.
1: You're okay, fired, wow. Bro. Let's, let's you're, get to – You're smoking wow. that shit. Let's, smoking. let's
0: get to Bert's comments. It's not you're the smoking best that 30, sh- You're smoking that shit, Bert. But Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy's performance was iconic. People still talk about it to this day. As a Hardy. joke. Hardy was great. Um, it was, Bert, it's talking about as a joke. Bert, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Listen, as we always say, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, you're right. Tom Hardy, since this movie came out, has been a punchline. It's been a joke and making fun of it. So I, I don't think anyone was like that. He was such a great performance. Like, oh, my God, this is like the next Heath Ledger Joker villain or anything even remotely close to that. Horrible character. Horrible yeah. performance. Horrible voice. Gil, get off the drugs, man. Yeah. I'm I great. love you. Ow. I love you, buddy. I love you. Get off the drugs, man. And also Bird's hitting us if I still remember people cheered when uh Bane broke Batman's back. I went to a midnight screening. Yeah, I, I and we actually got to see it a little earlier than that on yeah. the midnight on a Thursday because we did the we were talking about the three of us did the marathon yep. that was available Batman man. Begins Dark Knight. My God, how the fuck did I do that? I watched a
1: two-hour movie on a two-hour movie on a three-hour movie. How the hell did I do that? I'm old. I can't even watch an hour-and-a-half movie at this point. The
0: second, I remember the second the credits hit for each movie, I just ran to the bathroom, pissed, walked around. <laughs> Same <stressed> here. Because <laughs> we knew there was no post scene, So, I mean, whatever. Um, but he's also saying, I'm not saying that, but it was really good. All right, Bert, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're, anyone else who enjoyed it? You're entitled to enjoy his performance. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad people. Enjoyed we definitely did not. Um, and then Greg is telling us uh, nice. he drove all the way to Albany to watch it in Ibax. Nice, uh, Greg. I don't know. I'm assuming you live in somewhere in the Five boroughs or something like that. I hope no, you don't live he, in. A... He's up by Eric. Oh, he's up by Eric. Okay, all right. So he's a, he's a Maycomber. I I know the family. Okay, so Tim, how <laughs> far is that drive? To Albany, Albany's actually pretty goddamn far from there. Okay, I was gonna say you drove into Five boroughs. <laughs> All the unless, places, unless Albany you're, uh, unless you're in the city, Greg. I don't, I don't know what, but then again, I don't know where Greg is though. He might, maybe okay. he moved. I, I know the deposit maycombers. Maybe he's somewhere else. But yeah. Albany is north and east. Deposits west. So that's a far ass drive. Nice, nice. I was also saying I did that too, Jason. Oh, it was worth it though. Yeah, I yeah, mean, again, sure. the three of us did watch all three of the movies that night, the first night, the Thursday. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, but oh, was, yeah. We, we couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Just I'll, I'll say this for that, it is the best live action Bane we've been given so far, for sure. And that's one of two. So Ed, Ed your well, Bane, your Bane before was better. I do take pride in my Bane over the years. I'm not I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um,
1: but all right. Oh, Anything, they...
0: any, any more notes? Oh, I'm sorry. You
1: no, know, if anyone wants to see really great Bane, go watch that Harley Quinn show. Uh, that's my favorite Bane ever is the one on the Harley Quinn
0: cartoon. <laughs> oh, and I think there was a Bane in like the season five of Gotham, which we don't acknowledge barely on this uh... show because it was total trash.
1: I've watched five episodes of that show. I would assume, I would
0: assume Tom Hardy was better than that, crap. Sure. that show was yeah. just awful. For sure, for sure. The Joker was the best part of that show. That's it.
1: But you couldn't say the Joker. I just the read an article. The, the yeah, kid who
0: it. played, supposedly, who was the Joker. Yeah. Was, was, was the best part of that show. I actually admit, I, I did watch one full season of it before I finally tapped out, and it was like, I felt like it was, yeah, no, like Bane was telling me I now have his permission to die. And that's why we stopped watching that show. Um, (laughs) It it was a rough first season. We've
1: broken you, Eddie. You have (laughs) my permission to die after watching a season of Gotham.
0: Watching watching a season of Gotham made me feel like Bruce (laughs) in this in the prison. Ah, like my back was. We've
1: made you watch everything you love be destroyed.
0: (laughs) I actually don't think that Riddler and Penguin were that bad. In the from what I saw, I actually I didn't from, see anything past that. They were like okay.
1: From what I saw that first season, I actually the, I really liked the Penguin. I was interested in the Penguin. Yeah. I hated the Riddler, just because it was like, wait a minute. So the Riddler is in his thirties. What is he going to be in his sixties when Batman is around?
0: That, they were all they were all like that. Yeah, they're that's why like, like that. That's but, one of my biggest problems with that show is that by but it the time makes, he, that kid becomes Batman. Right. Yeah.
1: But it makes sense with the Penguin because the Penguin is like in his 20s up and coming. So like, OK, so when the Penguin is actually the Penguin and Batman is Batman, that would make sense. Penguin's probably in his 40s. Batman's in the 30s, whatever. So, I it made sense with the Penguin, but everyone else, it was like, what is this geriatric Riddler? Riddle me this. What's in what's in this cup of drugs I'm taking?
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, by the time he got into, by the time he started locking them up, he would have put them in the Arkham the like, nursery home. Yeah, at, <laughs> yeah. at, at that point, or... the
1: Arkham geriatric ward. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was just terrible. But anything else in the Dark Knight Rises before we wrap? Are we good? We've got it all out of our system. Nothing else we want to we want yeah. to get into. It. So should we should we rank our should we rank our Batman movies? I want to say We're going to save that for next week because okay. we have the new one coming. We have Great. the Batman, so we have right. our temporary rankings, which we're not going to share now. Uh, but next week, come check us out. We'll be back Friday night at eight thirty. Eric was cool enough to give us the heads up so we can go on before. Uh, we will be covering the Batman. The three of us are going to get to see it Tuesday night at seven o'clock in IMAX. We're super excited. I'm actually going to go with TJ to see it again on Thursday for the first showing that's supposed to be. So, I'm going to make sure I watch it twice before we, we talk about it. But Friday night, we'll be talking about the Batman. We'll also be talking about uh, the actual last two episodes for Batwoman and for Legends of Tomorrow for the season and Superman and Lois and Naomi. We got a full slate next week. And we will be doing our Batman rankings. So, yes. Tim, if you're going to join us for that show, start ranking your Batman films and get ready to share, because I'm sure they well, won't be controversial at all. No. <laughs> Not in the slightest. I, I could I could probably do it off the top of my head real quick, but I've got to wait, gotta wait for the new one now. Got to wait for the new ones. We don't know where that's going to be placed. So, uh, All right, well, thanks for joining us tonight. As, we, as always, uh, if you join us on a Facebook stream, Thank us, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, check out the Granny's PC Facebook group. Join that. Join the Pop Culture Pros Facebook group as well or wherever else you're catching us on the other groups that we have, all the other cool shows. If you're checking us out on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. Uh, if you're on Twitter, follow us. Check us out. Instagram. Uh, if you're catching us on the audio-only version, wherever you found us, hit subscribe to Pop Culture Pros and check out the stuff and the cool shows we got running right now. Granny's PST, as I mentioned, we'll be back next Friday at eight thirty. Uh, you got the A to Z show with Eric and and Tim. Tim is Ed McMahon now on um, Late Night Fridays, and they cover everything, Jason, from
1: the Avengers to Baron Zemo, or just Zemo, or just Zemo.
0: <laughs> I I told Eric you do that, by the way, and he was like ridiculously flattered. <laughs>
1: I know. I actually, I, I watched. Uh, I watched your episode on the video game uh, yeah. music. Yeah. And and I I watched you guys talk about that.
0: So uh, I said, do you, have, "Do you have any idea?" He goes, "No, I had no clue." I was like, you're getting, the, you're "Getting the shout out, you gotta, you got you gotta respect it." Tim, you know, we shout out everybody, so we we're, we're, we're sharing the love, baby. Uh, we are. Tim also has two other shows as well. If you're into Star Wars, you can check out Shooting the Sith. I join him on there sometimes. As, as well, actually, I think the majority of them so far. But yep. uh, Tim will be getting that latest episode out there uh, this week. You'll be talking about the finale for Book of Boba Effect, correct? Correct. Uh, and, so, some, and some Star Wars news. Yeah, so we got that coming. Uh, we got the Just Too Sweet show with Tim and Eric as well. Well, they go on Tuesday nights usually and they talk about Roslyn. Uh You guys are back next Tuesday night? Yes, sir. Oh no, you're not because you'll be watching the Batman. Oh no, we the Batman watching Wars. Batman. No, we'll, we'll, we might squeeze it in though. Okay. Sometime before then, maybe Monday. All right. Early. So, early. early. Yeah. So you can you can you can check out that for the Rosslyn. Uh and then when the damn baseball lockout ever wraps up, you got the Empire 7161 one six one show if you're into the Yankees, and you got uh putting a book show if it's you're into the Mets. Um, and then we got off season now, but the we stomped you out show for the New York Giants. And we also got on Sportsman Like Conduct with Tim and Farachi, and they cover uh, everything football pretty much. So, yeah, it's, it's all over. So, check out all the cool pop culture pro stuff. Uh, Jason, Tim, thanks for jumping well, on I, tonight. Ed, you, you oh, forgot to. Oh, I'm sorry. You there forgot is to. You uh, there forgot is. To,
1: to shill for a very
0: important hold, one. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. There is one show that I forgot to show for, and I think it's because of what happened on Monday night. <laughs> All right, I think I was so angry with Monday night, I was trying to forget that, <laughs> that that ever happened. But yes, if you're into James Bond, actual James Bond 007, you can check out 00 Deep Dive on Monday nights. Jason, what do we got coming up on this Monday night? So it's a show the- I am on, people. <laughs> I am a part of this show, and I was trying to force them to forget. That's how angry I was last
1: Monday. Because last Monday we covered uh c- the unfunny comedy Casino Royale, <laughs> which was terrible. But we're starting the uh the Timothy Dalton era, and we are about to talk the living daylights, which I'm excited about. I liked I I I, I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I remember liking this movie. So and this is Ginny's favorite
0: Bond. Yes, Dalton. Timothy Dalton is highly underrated. T-Dalt. Yeah. He don't. He don't.
1: He's you no. Know, he is super highly underrated. I wish we had more of him.
0: So yeah. So we'll check that out. Check out Double Deep Dive 8:30 on Monday night for myself and Jason and uh, Jenny gets to talk about Bond, and we'll have more guests because I know Eric is super hyped up to talk about Roger Moore James Bond soon. It's not that far away now.
1: No, we're, we're it's right around the corner, and Tim, you have an open invitation. I've been trying to get guests on to come on. I'm, I'm waiting. I told you.
0: you, I'm waiting for Jaws. Oh wow!
1: So all right, so so you're coming on. Like everyone wants to come on. I'm gonna
0: down. I'm <laughs> gonna get booted out for the Roger Moore because you guys know how much I hate it, and everyone's gonna take over. You gotta have a revolving door.
1: No, no, no. I I, I want, and, and you've got to be there for a bunch of.
0: I will, I will be there for some, but I, I know that like there are other people who are dying to get on this, to talk about Roger Moore, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but that's what they're Hey, I guess it's kind of like everyone wanted to come on for Batman Forever. Right. Again, it's just something people we don't dying, get, but to other come people on do.
1: It. Crazy to me.
0: Alright, so everyone, enjoy your night. Stay safe. Uh, and check out the Batman, and then come check out our spoiler episode next Friday night. So, peace, everyone.
1: Later.